You are listening to the number one Toyota truck and SUV podcast, Toyota Trucks and Trails, with discussions from restorations to racing, interviews with folks from all areas of the Toyota community, product and event reviews, and much more. We are sure to offer something for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hey everybody and welcome to Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast episode 26. I am your host Jason Hoffman and with me as usual the man with the beard that every man wants and every woman wants to be with your co-host Rich LaRusso. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good thing my wife doesn't listen. To that I, I, I was, I was just, I was just gonna say, uh, ladies, he's taken. So um, <laughs> you, you just have to, you just have to daydream, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I would have to say I have the, uh, you know, uh, for 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 the ladies out there, I, I probably have the sex appeal of Dom DeLuise. So you know, um, sorry. I'm sure there's some women out there that think Dom DeLuise is hot. <laughs> All right. Maybe George Costanza. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not going to touch that. That one. killed it. All right. That was all right. Good. Good. Mission, mission, mission accomplished. Well, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's been a long time. It feels like since we, re- since we recorded, uh, what's, uh, what's Rich been up to? Well, I, I, uh, <clears throat> Uh, freezing my butt off, really. Um, <clears throat> I've been cutting a lot of bait uh, for for 2017. Um, just uh, preparing for the season. I've got a couple of big events coming up. I'm preparing for one. I'm organizing, uh, and I don't want to, <clears throat> you know, throw too much of that out there. But uh, <clears throat> you know, just yet because it'd be a little premature. But the end of the month uh, registration is opening for. Uh, for our big Northeast Toyota event here. So, you know, I'll talk more about that, uh, in the future, but, um, really just, um, <clears throat> uh, been enjoying the, a little bit of snow driving, uh, both on pavement and off and, um, trying to stay warm. It, we've had some, some single digit temperatures here, which, you know, just sort of, you know, no matter how great your vehicle is, sometimes it's a little hard to get motivated to, uh, to do anything more than take a ride. <laughs> I, pardon me. I understand completely. We, uh, we've been having, you know, nothing, nothing like the temperatures that you guys are having up in, in your part of the country, but for, uh, for middle, middle Tennessee, uh, it's been definitely, uh, cool for this early in the year. Normally we don't see really cool temperatures till after the first of the year, but we've, uh, we've been having some some cool temperatures. Of course, I've been, uh, part of the reason that we haven't recorded was I was, uh, feeling like I would have to, to get better to be dead there for a couple of weeks. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you uh, were real, you were really, really out of it. For, yeah, J- yeah. Jason was, I think whatever killed the dinosaurs, uh, Jason had could contracted. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, from the sounds of it, our, our friend and, and, sponsor of the show steve springs is is going through the same thing so i i feel for him and anybody else that that dealt with it. my wife and i both uh both come down right there before christmas and uh we we ended up missing christmas altogether <laughs> we oh. we got home off the truck and just uh 
we hit the bed and neither one of us got up for for anything there for a couple of days so it uh not crying about it every everybody gets sick but it uh it definitely sucked i don't i don't wish it on anybody it's a shame because you've got that forced downtime, but you really can't do anything relaxing with it because you're right. just too busy trying to breathe and stuff, you know, the basics. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I do have something, uh, something funny to share with, with, with you and, and, uh, seeing how the listeners are listening, I guess with them too. But, <laughs> Let's just share with everyone. <laughs> um, I, uh, I finally got to feeling better, uh, there after Christmas and, uh, I decided uh, to go outside and piddle around a little bit and try to find something to do. And the listeners may remember, and you you may remember, but uh, at uh, Appalachian Toyota Roundup, I, I broke a taillight in the Forerunner. And uh, that that was that was a lot of fun. That that was a fun trail and and <laughs> a, a very fun part of that trail. But uh, <laughs> I. Uh, it took me a little bit to uh, to dig around it. Not, not that it's a hard taillight to find, but it, it just took a little digging for me to to find a used one and and uh, got one got one bought, bought bought one from a guy online and and uh, had a buddy of mine go pick it up and he and I just couldn't seem to hook up and and get get met up to get it picked up. So it uh, oh I guess a week or two before Christmas he and I finally finally met up so that's been from from labor day weekend till almost christmas just to uh to get the taillight but anyway <laughs> i uh like i said after i got to feeling a little bit better i decided i would uh i'd go out and try to put that taillight in you know not a not a huge job and uh i get out there and dig the taillight out and i'm i'm kind of looking at it and comparing it to uh to what i had something just didn't didn't look right about it i looked at it and looked at it and I still wasn't feeling the best, but it finally dawned on me. Um, I had broke the passenger side taillight, and the replacement taillight I got is a driver's side taillight. So <laughs> I just tossed it in the back of the Forerunner and thought, "Yeah, I don't feel all that great anyway. I really didn't feel like messing with it." But uh, those grapes were sour anyway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I am. I'm still in the search for a passenger side taillight, so maybe. Uh, the rate I'm going, maybe by ATR next year, I will, uh, or or this year, pardon me, I, we're already into the new year here, but maybe by ATR 2017, I will actually have my passenger side taillight fixed. Well, maybe it was a passenger side uh, for Australia. Uh, good point. Good point. It would be. You know, right-hand drive market. Correct. I, I don't think there, is there a right-hand drive forerunner made anywhere? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, there is. Yeah, all the overseas ones that are referred to as a surf uh, overseas are right-hand drive, hmm. or yeah, right-hand drive. I'll get it right. But 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 I'm I'm reaching. That's not what happened to you. <laughs> no, no, mine was just a miscommunication, evidently, between me and the guy that I bought it from, or um, he didn't pay attention, or I didn't communicate it well, or something along those lines. But anyway. Oh. <clears throat> But uh, anything else going on with you? Because there's been nothing with me other than than being sick, and and uh, that's uh, that's about the extent of it. No, I uh, I you know got some some nice Christmas gifts that uh, were uh, vehicle related, and I'm I'm anxious to get them them hooked up, and uh, I'm just uh, you know 
not feeling the magic on going out in eight degrees and trying to run, you know, wiring. Wiring sucks in the cold, okay? But working with metal isn't so bad, <laughs> you know? But the two things that, that really suck in working on in the cold are, are fluids because they, they get much thicker. I finally got a 40-degree day where I could change some fluids on my vehicle. Uh, you know, like <laughs> you kind of wake up in the morning and you look at the temperature and you'd be like, hmm. You know, I really need to work with my hands. I've been sitting inside the house too long. I'm getting a little stir crazy here. Uh, what what can I do? You know, I, I know what I can't do. Wiring is just, you know, the wire gets stiff and, and hard to work with and uh, things get brittle and, and it, it's just it, it's just a pain. I don't like doing wiring in the, in the cold weather. Um, <clears throat> I, I've never had a problem due to any wires I ran in the winter, but it's it's just... You know, your, your fingers are cold and they don't move as, you know, maybe when you're, you're younger, they move a little quicker than when you're as salty as we are. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, really, I got a pile of parts here and uh, I, I tend to organize things like, okay, this day I can do this project. And, and so I, I have uh, out in my storage space, I have things raring to go for the season. And I'm just sitting here like, great, let's just watch the watch the clock tick <laughs> right well it uh knowing you it will all all come together in due time so um at least uh at least you're amassing parts i'm just still daydreaming about stuff i've got a lot of things uh that i want to get done i just haven't moved for moved forward on anything so if uh if you're gathering parts you're a step ahead of me well, you know, it, the thing is, is I'm I'm pretty happy with my build right now, and and uh, right right, it, 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 there's going to be some preseason maintenance because I think I got a bad lower ball joint and you know some things like that going on. Um, <clears throat> so so really, I'm kind of at that point now where <clears throat> uh, I would rather spend my resources doing things with my vehicle, um, I, I and and fixing what what I break and doing the maintenance and and things like that, maybe improving. Um, <clears throat> you know, I got a heck of a wish list, like we all do, that's for sure. Um, but but uh, I, I think when you sort of get to the end game on on making your truck the, or making your vehicle the way you want it to be, you get to the end game where you're like, you just look at all the things that you that are, you know, on your wish list, like those price tags just got a lot bigger, you know, like a crawl box, you know, something like that. Right, right. It's funny as, as, as builds go along, how that tends to happen, you know, that the, uh, the additions just seem to keep getting more and more expensive the, the longer that, uh, the longer you get into it. But Absolutely. Because it, in the beginning, you're like, well, you know. Uh, you, you could get a, we all know you can get an inexpensive lift kit. That's, that's decent without using spacers, you know, and, and not, not break the bank, you know, but yeah. Ends game is, as I like to call it, end game where you're sort of, <clears throat> I don't want to say the build is almost finished because they're never finished. And actually I'm using the word build a lot and that's sort of leading up to something, isn't it? Uh, it is, it is. <laughs> leading up <laughs> to our main topic. We'll get there. Leading up to the main topic. <laughs> I keep saying the word build. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, the price, certainly they do go up. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, you know, I got a ball joint going. Maybe I'll get those cool uh, Total Chaos lower control arms that, that look really good. But, oh, they've got uniballs, and, oh, they're almost $2,500, you know. And, and there's a dual shock option. Well, if I get them, I have to get the dual shock option. Sure, you know, I don't, absolutely. I don't need dual shocks for a darn thing in my world. But, but if I can have them. <laughs> right. You gotta look. You gotta look cool, man. We we are sick people. We are sick people who need help. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you because a lot of uh, a lot of the things that I'm looking at or thinking that I want right now are definitely not needs. They are are wants. purely wants. So yeah. I'm right there with you. But uh, now I always said if I was going to get dual shocks. Not that I'm going to do it, but if I was, folks, I would Rich, have... Rich is going to have dual shocks on his truck by uh, ATR next year. Anybody, <laughs> anybody, anybody want to take that bet? Here's my dream for dual shocks: is to like have some really nice, you know, racing coilovers, you know, some kings or some swayaways or something. Uh, I have swayaways now, so I probably just use the same old crap I have. But <clears throat> and then like get a set of like Gabriels or Monroes. <laughs> And put them right next to it as the second shot. Because <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> I think that's really funny. But, but, uh, budget duels. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> when when you got to have dual shocks, but you, you can't fit, you know, right. another monotube. In right. There. Can't afford that second monotube. <laughs> oh, Lord. I can see that. Sadly, that'd probably be the only way that I could do it. But, um. <laughs> but the, that's the thing. Like you, you'd get those that one group of people that's like, "Who the heck is this guy? You know what is he doing?" And then you get these the other group of people would be like, "That is the best joke ever." And and uh, you know, hopefully, I, I you know I still fit in with the second group. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I ever have so. <laughs> well, I think you do more. <laughs> Judging by the way you handled that broken taillight, I think you're just fine. <laughs> well, uh, good, good deal, good deal. Well, um, you know, Rich, and, and I promise the listeners that this is going to be the last time for a while that something something like this gets brought up. But um, this is actually kind of a kind of an anniversary episode for for Toyota Trucks and Trails. Um, Wait, our last anniversary? Well, it's not going to be our last, but, <laughs> you know, we kind of brought it up in episode 20 or so, and then again in 25, and I think people are probably getting a little tired of hearing it, but... Uh, hey, we're just as surprised as, as our listeners probably are. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've been at this for, for a year now, and uh, I, think that's, uh, I think that's kind of an accomplishment, so... Um, I thought maybe we'd take a minute and just kind of, uh, just briefly recap the, the last year and, uh, maybe for, uh, for some of our, our new listeners that, um, haven't went back and, and listened to all the episodes and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely not going to go through everything episode by episode. Um, if you want to find out how crappy the early episodes were, just go back and listen to them. But, um, I just thought it would, uh, I, I thought we'd take a minute and, and uh, 
kind of rehashed the last year and and uh, maybe take a few more minutes and and uh, briefly discuss um, some some tentative plans for for uh, for us and the podcast for 2017. What do you think? I, I think that sounds great. Um, now, trying to remember everything we've done over the last year is going to be tough. Did well, you bring notes? I, I brought a few, but uh, you know when you that get means you didn't, that means you didn't bring any notes. Well, no, I've got a couple. <laughs> but when you get as old as as, as we are, you know, notes um, <laughs> they don't always help as much as we would like. So, uh, anything in particular that you want to start with, Rich? Uh, other than the fact that uh, I, I feel like we're doing much better with the audio audio quality than we we did on the first episode. Still not perfect, but uh, getting definitely getting better as we go along. We've definitely raised the uh, the the quality of the uh, the audio quality and <clears throat> the publishing quality, and we're still working on that. Um, we're pretty new at this. We sort of jumped in, so <clears throat> you know we've had some learning curves. Um, we're getting better about uh, sneezing into our mics or not sneezing into our mics, as as the case may be. So, <clears throat> and I think those refinements are going to continue. Um, in a lot of ways, we never really wanted to sound like a couple of infomercial hosts, did we? Uh, <laughs> no, that that was never the plan. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we we we're we're real guys. We're regular guys, uh, like or, and and you know, like our listeners are regular folks. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think you know a Toyota Trucks podcast could ever achieve a level of commercial success where <clears throat> we would ever be anything other than that. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm happy with that. And I'm, I'm happy that we can go to events and people will just sit down and, and uh, talk and, <clears throat> you know, uh, things are just down to earth and on the level. And, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um, <clears throat> definitely no celebrity status. You know, King hasn't mailed us a free set of shocks. Um, but they could, you know, if they, if they wanted to, we're, we're open to that kind of stuff. We're, we're, we're open to that kind of stuff. (laughs) Probably, (laughs) probably not on the horizon. Um, so, you know, the, uh, but I think the biggest thing, uh, and, and the most impressive thing to me has been, uh, the support of the listeners and, uh, vendors, sponsors, people we've interviewed, um, everyone you know, equally, uh, has been just so supportive. Like, you know, people are really encouraging and saying, Hey, keep up the great work, you know, keep going, keep going. I love the show. You know, I, I, I have a, I think what's the most common thing we hear is I have a 10 hour drive. I just downloaded all your episodes. I'm going to listen to them all, you know, and then they'll I come don't, back I don't and know. say, when, when is the next one? <laughs> you know, when are you making a new one? So that is like, so cool to hear. That, I think that's probably that thing that's like, wow, you know, really mind-blowing. Absolutely. Really cool. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, we're, we're a year in. Um, we, we had 25 episodes last year, and uh, with, with not getting another episode out before the first of the year and, and kind of getting off track here a little bit, um, I, I, I feel really bad because I feel like we, we missed out on the, the – uh, the gold star for perfect attendance or, or, uh, however you want to look at it, you know, we, we would have to be the ones to give ourselves that award. But, uh, I, I 
feel like we kind of dropped the ball there a little bit, but well, look at it this way. Look at, look at the big picture, right? 25 episodes in a year. That's more than two episodes a month. Very true. Very true. Which was so our... math is math is king. <laughs> well, let's, let's go down the road of math a little bit. Um, with 25 episodes out last year, we are at nearly 20,000 downloads folks. And that is all thanks to, to our listeners. Um, you know, uh, I know there's programs out there that automatically download this kind of stuff and, and, uh, you know, some shows shame on them, uh, kind of pad their numbers by doing that. But, uh, we, we don't do that here. So those numbers come strictly from, from our listeners and, uh, to me for a small niche market show like this um the uh the toyota community has definitely stepped up and uh shown us some love in that aspect when uh when i got the idea to do this this show a year and a half or so ago however long ago it was i didn't have any idea how uh how it would be received within the community and and i didn't know what to expect out of it um especially not with me hosting the show um personally i find myself to be a little bit boring but uh the uh the listeners have really embraced it and uh like you said rich we've we've gotten some awesome feedback um the itunes reviews uh, you know we've got uh got a uh, a lot of five star ratings and and uh, just a um several well all the reviews on on itunes have been been fantastic and, and just the the great feedback from everybody over the uh over the the first year of the of the show has been uh, a uh, a real boost to the morale and uh kind of uh feeling like we're we're going in the right direction anyway yeah yeah and and on and you know one other thing not to beat this topic to death ah let's beat it to death horse is still twitching um Go into Appalachian Toyota Roundup and, you know, and, and, you know, this is something that could happen at any event. You know, ATR was a great event. We had a ton of fun. But being able to go to a large event like that and hang out and meet people, like, that was the coolest thing. I I think that was probably the highlight of of 2017. Um, You know, made tons of new friends and, and, you know, just really got to be immersed in, in the Toyota community. I, I think, uh, <clears throat> I would just love to be able to do that, you know, go to every event out there. I mean, it's, it's not feasible unless, <laughs> uh, you know, unless, uh, I get an early retirement, you know, and I don't see that happening, but, but, but man, that was just a blast. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether the listeners realize or not. And I know we had talked about it before and after, but, uh, that was the uh, that was the first time you and I had met in person, and yep. uh, for us to uh, for us to have developed the uh, uh, the relationship that we have just o- overdoing the show, and then finally getting to to meet and hang out a little bit was uh, was really cool, and and to be able to include listeners in that, and and you know be able to uh, being able to involve the show in that. Uh, in that meetup was was really cool, and I think that uh, 
I think that it went over really well. Lord knows we had enough enough material to do two nearly three hour episodes just just from that event. So uh, yeah, just from talking with the vendors and 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 just the people that attended the event, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> and and heck, you know, maybe I mean, there's a lot of great Toyota events coming up in 2017, and and we're really going to work hard to stay on top of them. Uh, you know, and I'm sort of getting away from the past and looking at the future again, but, um, you know, I, I hope that, uh, any, and we'll, we'll touch on this later with some contact information, but I hope that any events, you know, that are coming up that we're not aware of and how would someone know if we weren't aware of it, but, (laughs) you know, that we're made aware of it. We want to know about all the Toyota events. We want to help promote them. And if possible, we want to be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we, uh, we'll, like Rich said or alluded to, we will uh, we'll get into that more here in, in a little bit. But um, just kind of, uh, kind of wrapping up the last year here real quick, um, I just want to, again, say thank you to, to all the listeners. Um, if it wasn't for, uh, for you folks listening, there would be absolutely no reason to do what we do. And uh, you guys have, uh, and gals, have made it, uh, uh, I guess, made it clear that, uh, for the most part anyway, you enjoy what we're doing and, and have uh, really made me personally look forward to uh, look forward to doing this again throughout, uh, throughout 2017. And I also want to give a huge thank you to all the people that we've, we've interviewed and had on the show and, and uh, the, the repeat guests and some of them will, uh, you know, you'll, you'll hear from them again in, in upcoming episodes, um, just as kind of follow up interviews and that kind of stuff. But, uh, it, it means a lot that people see, um, uh, some kind of an advantage for, for coming on the, the podcast and giving, giving their time and that kind of stuff. This isn't, uh, this isn't NBC News or Wide World of Sports or you know Power Nation or anything like that. It's a it's a small podcast kind of directed at a, a very specific community, and uh, the folks that have have been willing to come on and and like I said, give their time and that kind of stuff. That means a lot. So um, to the listeners, if if you I, I've said it before, but if if you enjoy an interview with somebody that we have on the show, be sure to reach out to them and, and, uh, let them know that you heard them on the show and, and, uh, that you enjoy it, that, that lets them know that it's worth their time to, uh, to do it. So we, we can give them the numbers all day long, but, uh, when you as listeners reach out to them and, and let them know that that reinforces what we say and, and, uh, it's also a little more personable. So, and, and to that point, if, if any of our listeners know of someone in the community that, you know, they would like to see us, uh, you know, get in the show and, and talk to, uh, let us know. We'll be happy to reach out to someone and, and, uh, you know, barrage them with questions and, and smart ass remarks, which I know everyone appreciates. Absolutely. And that, that, that's a good segue into, uh, let's, uh, Rich, let's talk about some of our, our plans for, uh, for 2017, we we've kind of uh, danced around a little bit, and and I know that we don't we don't have anything specific in mind, but uh, just uh, let's just give everybody kind of a uh, 
quick synopsis of, of what we're thinking for for the new year. Um, I thought we did already. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody know what the term status quo means? <laughs> Pre- pretty much what uh pretty much what you got out of us in in 2016 is is what uh what you can look forward to in 2017 but we, we will continue to ask for uh for your your feedback and your input like rich said if there's if there's somebody out there that uh that you'd like to hear on the show or or anything along those lines or, or if you have a company and you want to uh, want to reach out to us and, and uh, do an interview with us feel free to um, we are uh, we are always looking for good content because if it's left up to Rich and I it's just basic you know Rich and I uh, just chatting back and forth and, and that's okay too we enjoy doing that and, and those uh, those episodes seem to do well too, but I, I'm sure that there's there's people out there that the listeners want to hear instead of us. So feel free to uh, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Yeah, I, and and I think it's important to convey that for 2017, our, our main goal is to refine the show as much as possible and continue and you know step up our game uh, in, in in regards to making the show about you. You know, we don't own every Toyota, but you guys do. So uh, you guys and gals, excuse me. <clears throat> so it's important, you know, to, to realize that, um, you know, we, we're really interested in, in building the show around the community and bringing, you know, <clears throat> everyone, the little guy to the big, huge vendors, um, you know, in, in into this. Um, we're not looking to add, you know, like any... We're, we don't have these big dreams for 2017. Maybe in the future we'll get into video more and we'll get into, <clears throat> you know, more technical things, things like that. But I think for now, <clears throat> uh, at least for 2017, I think continuing to focus on the community is is, is going to be our A1. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, just trying to uh, to offer that platform to the, to the community to... Uh, share ideas and, and opinions and products and just, uh, you know, I kind of joked about it when I said it a little bit ago, but pretty much status quo of what we've been doing. And, uh, we've got, uh, got a couple of interviews already recorded, you know, for, for, uh, for upcoming episodes and, and working, uh, constantly to, uh, to get interesting people on and, and inform informative people that uh, that know more about uh, products and that kind of thing than than Rich and I do. So just look forward to it, and, and uh, we look forward to bringing it to you. And I think it's it's that's actually you touched on a good point uh, where we don't know everything, and I, I, I'm pretty sure we've made that clear <laughs> over the last here uh we don't know everything about everything and we don't know everything about every brand of toyota uh we're fans just like everyone else and and but uh you know i i can't change the knuckle on an 80 series blindfolded like some of you guys can and girls so uh it's really important to that you know as a community we stick together because that that knowledge pool 
is something not one person can ever possess. There's so many different, there's enough different kinds of land cruisers with enough different variances in them to really mean, you know, that the community holds the knowledge. And I don't, I'm sure there's a couple of superstars out there that do know everything or pretty much everything. But for the most part, <clears throat> uh, the rest of us really need to depend on each other. Right. And we, we, you know, through the podcast here, just want to, uh, again, just want to be that platform that you can can come to and get uh, get the best information that we can deliver. So, And if we don't know, we know the people who know. Or we'll do our best to find them anyway. <laughs> or, or bribe them with stickers and patches. Yes, and that's, <laughs> you know, I think been done once or twice already. So. <laughs> but anyhow... Um, you reckon we've beat up the past and the future enough to, uh, to move on? Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess we should. Okay. Well, before we get into the main topic, um, I think we need to mention our, our, uh, show sponsor, Southeast Overland. Um, I'm still not exactly sure how to, uh, how to approach this, but if, uh, if you guys are looking for anything for your, your off-road rig or your your expedition rig southeast overland is kind of the one-stop shop for that um if you're in in the south carolina area or somewhere close they they do install work um they they deal with uh deal with more companies than than i can sit here and read to you but uh if uh again if you need anything you know we we've talked about it many times on on the show that that Steve and, and the crew there at Southeast Overland, their number one goal is customer service um, on every level. So if there's anything you need, feel free to reach out to them. Um, southeastoverland.com, um, follow them on Facebook. Uh, just uh, get a hold of them and, and uh, let them know you, you uh, appreciate their support of, of the podcast because they, they do a lot for us. Yep. Thanks to Steve. And, um, you know, we not only appreciate, um, everything he puts into the community, um, but, uh, his, his sense of humor as well. Yes. And he puts up with a lot from you. So, you know, we're kind of the yin and yang. You give him a hard time and I feel like I have to butter him up all the time. Well, you know, some of the texts, uh, he sends me privately aren't, uh, aren't, aren't safe for public consumption. So it it really, it it may sound like I'm, I'm, I'm always beating on them, but believe me, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty light, lightweight compared to what I have to get in return. Two way street is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. And there's two lanes on his side. (laughs) All righty. Well, Steve and all the guys at Southeast Overland, we appreciate your support listeners. Um, please, uh, support Southeast Overland and help them support us because uh, anything you do with them, you know, in, in a small way comes back to us. So uh, greatly appreciate it. But anyway, we've got kind of an interesting main topic to get to, or I hope it's interesting or we can make it interesting anyway, but are you ready to get into that, Rich? Yeah, I think it's, it's actually controversial and uh, we, we love controversy. Sure. We? Sure. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and move into that.
Okay. For a main topic this week, or this episode rather, um, Rich, I come across, well, it was pointed out to you, um, and, and you may have knew about it before it was pointed out to you, but that's the way that I, I seen it anyway. But there was an article that uh, seemed to, uh, develop, to develop a lot of controversy on, on social media, and I found it kind of interesting and, and thought that it would be a, a, uh, an interesting topic for us to discuss for a little bit um, and kind of give our, our opinions on whether we agree with one another or not. But uh, the article was, was written by the, uh, the guys at Dirt Road Trip, is that right? Yeah, um, <clears throat> Alex Kang was the author and he's one of the head honchos over at uh, Dirt Road Trip. Okay. Well, um, seeing as how I do not have the article in front of me, and I think you do, um, can you kind of give the headline headline of it and uh, maybe a, a brief description of what the, what the article was about, and then we'll kind of get into it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the article, uh, first of all, if you're not familiar with uh, DirtRoadTrip.com, please, you know, take a minute to go check out what they're they're up to. Um, they're a uh, couple of guys who, who just started up a, uh, a, well, it started out as a, as a, you know, just another overland travel blog, blah, blah, blah. You've seen a million of them. Uh, but it's sort of grown into, you know, um, become a little bit more, um, discussive and, 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 and have, uh, topics that apply to the wider community. Um, they were all, at one time all Toyota owners. And I think one of them has moved to know to the dark side to the jeep side um but for the most part um toyotas are you know pretty popular with these guys and uh, often the topic so um definitely definitely of interest and that's dirtroadtrip.com anyway i i just wanted to give them a little plug because we're talking about their website and and they're cool guys and well you know i didn't want to sell them short oh no no uh, no i appreciate that um but but Alex Alex Kang uh, wrote this article called "Built Not Bought" with a question mark, uh, and basically the topic of the article is what the um, what the title implies, uh, and he goes on to talk about um, <clears throat> you know doing the work yourself or or um, paying someone to have it done and. And how people that pay to have work done are sort of looked down on in the community, and and uh, you know th- that's the gist of his article. And of course, we're going to expand on that a little bit um, because I, I don't think it's as simple as that. I, I agree. Um, initially, when I read the article, um, I have to admit that um, I kind of, uh, I guess, put myself into uh, into the built not bought snobbery uh side of things um i have always taken a great deal of pride in in uh one doing my own work but even taking it a step further um i don't have a lot of fabrication skills and i'm not not terribly good at it but i i just i love building stuff and, it, and i've taken a great deal of pride in uh being able to personalize my vehicle in the aspect of designing my own some of my own parts and uh using my hand and and my my knowledge and my head to uh to put those parts together and uh 
I guess I, I didn't, uh, I didn't look at the, the whole picture and, and kind of, uh, kind of became a snob in that way. Well, I, I think for, uh, those of us that, that work on our own stuff, I, I think that's sort of, that's snobbery is sort of a, um, it's a trap, you know, of course, because anything that's making you treat anyone else like crap is not, not necessarily a good thing for you or the other person. But um, I think, you know, I've fallen into that trap, sure, you know, and other people have too. You, we get really proud of what we do, um, even if it's just bolting on a bumper we bought. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it happens. And, and um, you know, as long as we're, you know, man enough to – or adult, I should say adult enough to identify that and not pass our BS on to, you know, somebody who's, who's, you know, just doing things differently than we are. Um, we're, we're still in the clear, but I see, I look at the definition of built as something completely different than, you know, what some other people do. I, I look at built as the guy who started with a welder and a pile of tube and a, and a notcher and a tube bender and built a cage and got a crate motor and a drivetrain and put it in there and built a, a buggy or a crawler or something like that, or, or even some of the truggy options, you know, that's something I look at it as built <clears throat> us bolt on guys. Cause that's what I am. I don't own a welder and you know, I'm not even going to waste everyone's time, uh, telling you what my welds probably look like, because I'm sure your imagination is very close to what reality. <laughs> um, but the, the the you know I don't have access to that stuff. If I did, you know, uh, you know, if, if I owned a welder and I, I would use it and I would learn how to use it, I would take a class because I'm that guy, you know. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the other thing is, is part of the reason I I deal with some prefabbed parts uh is because it saves me time and time is money i i you know still work a day job and and uh you know it's a daily driver so i don't have you know i can't just you know hop in a a, a, a spare car or a spare truck while uh while my my trail vehicle is is up on blocks in the garage um it's not an option for me uh you know maybe it will be in the future but the uh the point is, is, you know, people have different definitions of what built means. And so uh, I, I, that's where I say that the, this isn't as simple as it sounds, um, built, not bought. Because um, to an extent, I took a stock vehicle and, you know, there's a few little things I've created, but they're nothing mind-blowing or groundbreaking. Mo for the most part, I bolted on pre-made stuff. I've done it all myself. There's only been a couple operations on that vehicle that, I paid someone else to do one was a torque converter and Hey, can you blame me? And, <laughs> the, you know, the other one was, was the gears. I sent out the gears to be done. Why? I had never done it before. It's a daily driver and, and, you know, sort of really depend on that. Um, do I want to, you know, roll the dice and take that chance on, on a daily driver situation? Not so much. Let, let me leave that to someone who's got years of experience doing it. So, um, what Alex touches on in the article more than the definition of built or bought is, um, paying someone else to have work done, which is, I don't know if that really fits into my view of what built, not bought means. Well, I'll be honest. One of my, uh, one of my attractions to the off-road community is 
being able to fabricate parts and uh, not just myself, but the, the other people that do it and being um, kind of an auto, automotive hobby, I think we all get into it because we want a vehicle that reflects us as, as individuals and personalizing a vehicle. That's what it's all about. You know, we all have, have personal tastes and, and that's why there are so many aftermarket companies out there building, you know, different variations of so many different, um, aftermarket parts. But for me, and I'm just speaking for me, but not that those parts aren't for the most part better than, than I could, anything I could do myself. I like the idea of just feeling like I played a part in the, uh, the design process and, and making it truly my own or one of a kind. Um, there's, there's only so many different ways to build a front bumper, um, for, for a third, third gen forerunner. Um, and most of the best ways have been, <clears throat> pardon me, have already been covered. So to, uh, to redesign that or, or take the things that, that a person sees as, as the best parts of every design and, and kind of trying to put them together to make something, um, unique and, uh, something that's, that stands out and, and expresses our personal style has always, that's always been important to me. Um, as I'm sure that it is to other people and my thought process on, on just, um, and this is no diss to, to anybody that, that buys bolt-on parts, but there's only so many variations of that. Um, although it, 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 it's probably a huge, huge number, but there's, there's only so many variations of that before it, it starts getting repeated. And, uh, the, the things that, that I've done myself on my truck are, are probably not perfect, but, <clears throat> but I did them and I, I played a hand in it and they're uh, unique y- unique exactly i take pride in that and i guess made me a bit of a snob um the the article made a very good point that was something that um especially with my job and that kind of stuff that it was kind of eye opening to me about the uh the time saving aspect of things um i guess i've always been willing to uh to sacrifice the time to, to do it myself. And, uh, you know, when I stop and think about it, how, how much further I might be ahead of where I'm at and probably have far better quality, uh, parts and that kind of thing. I may have been better off, um, passing some of this along to somebody else and letting them do it and, uh, utilizing my, my limited home time for, uh, for other things. Yeah, I, I think the time is money argument is is definitely a valid one. Uh, a lot of us are, you know, myself and you, we work for a living. You know, we, we go to a job um, and uh, some of us, uh, which you may not fall into the, <laughs> the category of, some of us actually get weekends off and, you know, we, we've got two days a week and the... 
you know, I think if you fabricated a bumper in a weekend, especially if you were an amateur, I would definitely question the quality of, and the design of that product. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I and I and I, you know, I think that's a the, that's a realistic way of looking at it. You know, um, whereas when I can, you know, look at a company or a a person, a vendor who do, has you know been designing bumpers for a while, something like that. Um, something that in a road accident, you know, could hurt me or, or someone else or do more damage, you know, act as a damage multiplier. Um, it, it's certainly, you know, something to think about, you know, the, again, time is money. The clock is ticking, you know, you've got one life to live and, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, you may, you, you managing your time is, is a very important thing. Um, a lot of people look at it as well, this, you know, the, the time I've saved, either paying to have work done or uh, to have, you know, to buy something um, is time I could be using, um, you know, to enjoy my vehicle, which, which is a very sane argument. I think that my, my problem with the bought crowd um, and, and I'm not picking on anyone in particular is I get concerned for their safety that they're going to get out there and something's going to go wrong and they're not going to know how to deal with it. And they're, uh, you know, great if they're not alone and there's friends with them and people who do know that can help them out. That's great. And, and that's the, the right way. That's how it should be. But if they're ever caught with their pants down, you know, uh, either alone, uh, which I, I never like to see people out alone. I always discourage people from going out alone, but they do. And, and, and it happens and they get stuck or they'll, they'll, they'll break something and they don't know what to do. And they've, you know, now they're taking the risk of, you know, walking away from their vehicle. Um, and, and I've heard horror stories of that happening where they come back and their vehicle's just been stripped and, uh, you know, because they, well, they were, they were not in the greatest area. Um, but you know, one good thing about working on your vehicle and, and whether you're bolting it on or whether you're building it, is you know how to deal with problems in the field. And, and I think that that is the, the main skill you gain from doing the work yourself. And, and I think that is an invaluable skill. It's a survival skill. It, it is the one that will get you home. Um, because even though, you know, you might have just put a lift on, on your truck or whatever or something simple, some straightforward bolt-on thing, um, in the process of doing that and in learning how to do that, you've picked up some other skill that will help you somewhere else. I, I agree with that completely. And I know there was, it was at least alluded to if I, if I remember the article correct, correctly, pardon me. Um, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I think there's a good majority of people that have the knowledge, but still choose to have somebody else do it. And for me, um, that's a bit confusing. Uh, I, I guess I do understand the, the time saving side of it. My dad was, a was a mechanical engineer before he retired. And, uh, there were several, you know, big dream ideas that I came up with that I would, would ask my dad about. And, and, uh, he would, one of his, his common responses to me was don't, don't, uh, don't re-engineer somebody else's re-engineering. Sometimes it's cheaper to, uh, to just pay them for, for the effort that they already put into the idea. And, uh, 
honestly, I have a really hard time, really hard time doing that because I, I like to just, again, just me personally, I like to play as big a part in things as, uh, as I can. And, uh, for instance, when I, when I built the, uh, the tire carrier for the back of my forerunner, um, I spent way more hours than I should have, uh, developing my own latch mechanism that, uh, probably doesn't work as well as something that I could have bought off the shelf, but, uh, but it's mine and there's not another, uh, not another one out there like it. So we, like we said earlier, it's, it's unique, but in all reality, it probably didn't, I, I probably should have just figured out how to utilize somebody else's engineering and save my time, myself, the time and the headache of, uh, of doing it myself. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna chum the water a little bit here. <laughs> let's let's stir this pot because I, I don't think it's swirling enough. Go ahead, go ahead. H- have you? And full disclosure, yes, I have. So I'm not breaching or coming off a high horse or anything like that. It has happened to me. I have done this. Um, so here we go. Have you ever done some of your own work and it created a failure? on you know out there whether it was on the pavement or not uh have i most definitely yes yes i I, you've you've had that bolt you didn't tighten enough or that thing you put in backwards or you know some uh either a newbie mistake or an ignorant mistake or well not an ignorant mistake but a mistake made out of you know lack of knowledge or experience oh sure i I, i've under engineered stuff um, under know, engineer. Th- 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 <laughs> That's th- a new one. <laughs> th- thought that I had put enough effort into, uh, you know, into my design and, and uh, had it not work out uh, in real world application the way that I thought it thought it would. I mean, obviously that improves with time, but and and effort, but it uh, it is still really embarrassing and, and can be a huge uh, huge pain in the neck when it happens. So yes, carry on. Yeah, I I had upper control arm not you know the on the ifs toyotas that they've got this this bolt that's what is it about three feet long (laughs) something like that yes you may have to remove the header panel and grill and radiator to remove this bolt is is what it says in the directions yeah yeah uh sometimes on the driver's side sometimes yeah some people have to take out the battery depending on the size of their battery um, but the, okay. So the, the IF guys, guys all know what we're talking about. The solid axle guys are like, what the heck is that? But there's this bolt that holds the upper control arm. That is, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dramatizing it or, or exaggerating it, but if it was 30 inches, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It is a long, big bolt. And what is it like an M12 or an, you know, it's huge M10 or M12. It's yeah. Big I, don't, I don't remember exactly, but it's gotta be right in that ballpark. <laughs> And, uh, the, so, you know, it's a nut and a bolt. That's it. <laughs> okay. Nut and bolt. And that holds your upper control arm in. And, um, <clears throat> it is very common. People will replace upper control arms and, uh, lose, lose the nut or it, at least, you know, their vehicle will be going all over the road and they'll get out to look and they'll see, you know, the nut is on its last three threads. Um, and, and, and it is a very, very common thing. It's, it's happened to me, you know, my, exactly the situation I just described. The thing was all over the road, 
pulled over like what the heck did i do now because generally <laughs> that's what's in my head whenever something is going wrong on my vehicle what did i do you know what what crappy situation did i create um <clears throat> that has taught me a lot and have i put myself in the dangerous situations yes um however i can tell you that if you lose that nut on that upper control arm bolt one of your lug nuts is the same thread and same thread pitch which is and a not you know uh it is a uh, m m10 by uh 125 right the fine thread so how would i know this <laughs> somebody's um, been down that road before uh, yeah but now this is th through my stupidity or whatever you want to call it my ignorance or lack of experience you, you could dress sugar-coated or, or whatever but through that, I, I learned a valuable lesson. And, and because this is a common failure on IFS Toyotas, I know if I'm on the trail with a bunch of IFS Toyotas and this happens, worst case scenario, you can screw a lug nut off. You know, you, you can drive on five lug nuts. You can get home on five lug nuts. I would, you know, I'm not recommending anyone do that. But the point is, is you can always take one of your lug nuts off, even if you take it off your spare and... You know, even if you have to, you know, punch the end of it out so that a bolt can go all the way through it, you can tighten your upper control arm on. And and uh, it's a good bit of advice. And, and uh, um, you know, I'm sure someone out there listening right now is like, oh, I'm going to get a, uh, you know, uh, a, keep a spare lug nut, you know, just for that for that situation. Um, so. Good things can come out of these bad things, these mistakes that we make. But now, could I have killed myself or could I have you know, gotten my, my passenger, my wife, killed in a car accident because of this? Sure. Yeah, that could have happened. It didn't that time, you know. But doing your own work, especially when you're uh, inexperienced, incurs a level of risk. And, and I think that is scary enough. To some people and those people are probably smarter than we are um, because they're not taking that that risk you know if I had children you know there I would definitely look at this a lot different if I had children riding in my vehicle I would look at this stuff a lot differently I think um, these are the people that you know might go and pay to have a professional off-road shop do this work you know we may look down on them and say uh, you know you, you didn't do the work yourself but you know so what does it really matter at the end of the day? I, I think that we need to we need to stress that we don't want anybody to shy away from from the hobby. Um, what whatever you know side of it that that you choose to get into, whether it's it's building a, a you know a show truck that that you just drive every day, or whether it's building a, a hardcore off road rig or anything in between that. Uh, we encourage everybody to to uh, build your truck however you see fit. And if that means somebody else doing the majority of the work for you, then so be it. But like Rich um, kind, of, uh, kind of alluded to a little bit, um, I also think that it's a really important thing for people to be as knowledgeable about their vehicle as, as you can be. And with knowledge comes confidence, and they they feed each other. With 
with confidence comes knowledge and and the more confident you get the more willing you are to dig into things the more willing you are to dig into things the more you learn the more confidence you get and it just kind of grows from there but with that said um, there's also a, a I think a line that needs to be watched so it it's not crossed by being overconfident and you know the mistakes I've made have, have They've not been catastrophic. Nobody's got hurt or or anything like that. But it could very easily happen by uh, by taking on a job that uh, oh, I don't want to say somebody would be underqualified for, but I suppose that that would be the right word. Um, you you, you got to kind of watch that and and just follow um, follow your confidence level. And if you don't feel comfortable doing something. Um, by all means, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If, if you're not com- comfortable doing it and you, you know somebody that is and you're willing to pay them or, or whatever it takes, uh, by all means, have somebody else do it. Um, and uh, I will, uh, I'll continue to feel bad for, for being a snob about it. Well, <clears throat> you know, I think to, to a point, um, you know, the, the snobbery is justified because it is very frustrating to be around on the trail, very frustrating to be around, um, people who, who don't know what to do or are ill prepared. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not harping on anyone in particular because I know some of, I've been on some trail rides with some of our listeners who've been in this exact situation, but, uh, it, it may have even happened to some of you where, you, you've been out on the trail and you lost the valve stem and you couldn't find your your lock for your lug nuts, you know, to get your spare off. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the locking lug nut right, things. Right. And, and uh, you know, so vice grips don't always do the job because, you know, certain wheels you can't get in there and things like that. <clears throat> so there's, there's uh, you know, um, certain situations that come up that, that are really, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to preparation and, you know, I'm always going to harp on training. Okay. You're talking, right. Right. I'm, I'm a trainer, right. So I'm always going to say, we'll get, we'll get some training. Um, when we teach people, we cover, um, one of the most important things that I can convey to people, uh, on a trail run. And that is to do your, uh, I, I say pre-flight, but we're not flying, but a, a pre-flight safety check or, or a vehicle walk around, uh, some people call it, where you go around your vehicle and you're looking for loose loose nuts and bolts and, you know, um, pot- potential things. There's a lot of things, you know, like a, a loose upper control arm nut. You could spot that before you left because chances are, you know, there's a lot of threads on this on that particular part. So chances are that thing has, you know, uh, been working for a while. Um, maybe even Toyota does that on purpose. Um, you know, and, and we like to tell people before you come on trail rides, well, make sure you've got your, you know, your, your wheel lock, you know, don't just say, Oh, it's in the center console. Go look, make sure it's in there. You know, little things, little things like that. Make sure you've got a lug wrench, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to ask someone for for one you know the the simple basic things make sure you know your your drain plug is tight on your oil or or 
um, you know, one of the things I've seen at some TLCA events is people complain about the safety checks. You, have you ever run into this at a TLCA event? The, oh. uh, there's always a vehicle safety check, right? Yes. And, uh, and, and, and they're, you know, with the older Toyotas, they're looking for people who've got their battery tied on with a bungee cord and, and uh, you know, a rag stuffed because they lost their gas cap, so they got a rag stuffed in it and, and, and things like that. Uh, the, the newer ones, you don't tend to see this kind of stuff because they're newer. Um, as these vehicles age, you will see, you know, the, these kind of, kind of weird things. But there's reasons for this stuff, and, and um, we're sort of getting off topic, but... This doing a walk around of your vehicle means you need to be a little bit familiar with your vehicle. And one way to do that is by doing your own work and double checking your work. Because when you do your own work, you get into that habit of always double checking and triple checking things, especially things that your life depend on. Absolutely. There were some other things that I wanted to bring up, but per usual, I'm. I, I killed it for <laughs> you. Well, I'm drawing a bit of a blank, but. Um, <laughs> Again, you know, I don't, I don't want to discourage anybody from, uh, from exploring this hobby and exploring the, the vehicles that we, we, we love, which obviously here is, is Toyotas. I encourage everybody to, to learn as much about them as, as you can. And like Rich just said, by, by doing your own work, um, you, you do learn, um, even uh, the hard way. Yeah, even if even if it is the hard way, and by having somebody else do the work for you, I I, I just I, I think people miss out <clears throat> miss out on a lot. Um, but that being said, um, that's just that's just my opinion, and uh, some people, you know, their their time is valuable. And that, uh, that time saving idea of having somebody else do it and, and saving them the, uh, the time to do it is, is super important. And I, I completely, I completely get that. But like I said, I just, uh, I can't help but think that those people are, are missing out on, uh, on an experience in a lot of ways. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree. I, w I like to always encourage people to, you know, get their hands dirty, um, <clears throat> you know, or at least as, as much as time allows. Um, I think it's, it's, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make a little joke here and, and take it, take a stab at another brand of vehicle, but anybody who really wants to see someone who's a good mechanic needs to <laughs> go hang out with the Land Rover guys because they have to do an immense <laughs> amount of work <laughs> to, to keep those things going. And, and, and one, one thing I, I love about, we have, there's a lot of Land Rovers here in the Northeast. I know they're all over the, the United States, but here in the Northeast, uh, there's, we, we have a great Land Rover off-road community and they're great. They're great people. They have the best attitudes because like us, they love their vehicles and Unlike us, they know their vehicles are some of the most unreliable vehicles. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm not taking a shot at them. You can look up the numbers. You can look up the statistics. <laughs> and you can even ask a Land Rover owner, is your vehicle reliable? They're going to be like, no, it's not. But they love their vehicle, and they know how to keep it running. They know all its quirks, 
and you know um, they can do their their trail repairs in record time. Um, very very impressive. I mean, you, you basically have to be a Land Rover mechanic to to wheel a, a rover, and um, you know, hanging out with those guys just gave me a, a renewed appreciation for for you know mastering your vehicle. Some people are really into that mastery thing where you know they know everything. Yeah, I'm one of the I, you know I won't well I don't I want to I'm haven't mastered my vehicle, but I want to be with that. I want to be a master of my vehicle one day, right? So I'm working on it. So seeing that and 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 applying it you know, to my own world has been really helpful. I know the common failures. I, I know what can go wrong based on experience, based on ho- doing my homework as much as possible and, and collecting the right tools I need. That includes electronic systems in the newer vehicles too, which throws a lot of people off. Um, and it's really not that bad. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, some people just take to it better, easier than others, but it, it, it's, it's nice to see um, sometimes it's good. Take your Toyota out with other vehicles. I mean, that, that's always a, a, a fun experience because you're going to see, you know, different people have different concerns because of their different, they know their vehicle and they know their different failure points. It's really interesting to see and it teaches you a lot. Absolutely. And, and that, that kind of leads into, uh, to something else. And, and we're going to, we're going to be wrapping this up here pretty quick, but um, if, uh, if you choose to have somebody else work on your vehicle, because just simply because you don't have the confidence to, uh, to do it yourself, um, that's a really good reason to embrace the community. Um, there are just, uh, tons of people in the Toyota community that are more than willing to, to help guys out They're They're willing to, uh, to lend their knowledge. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of, a lot of the listeners know that I converted my, my forerunner from an automatic, automatic transmission to a five speed, um, a year or so ago, two years ago, whatever it's been. And, uh, I, I couldn't have done that without, uh, without the help of, of some people that are, are in the club that I'm in. One guy is just an absolute automotive guru when it comes to wiring and there was a, a consider considerable amount of wiring that needed uh rewired and that kind of stuff to uh to get things to operate the way that, that they were supposed to and that kind of stuff and uh, as far as the uh the, you know roughing in getting getting the transmission in you know as far as pulling the old one and and stuffing the new one in and that kind of stuff i'm i'm 100 percent confident with that, I don't have an issue at all. But when it came to the uh, came to the fine details like the wiring and that kind of stuff, I I had to pass that off to somebody else. And and uh, thankfully, like I said, the uh, the club that I'm in, you know, several several people stepped up and and offered to lend their their expertise in in those areas that I wasn't uh, confident with. And uh, so maybe it it doesn't have to come down to, to you completely letting somebody else do it because you're not confident. Maybe just, uh, find that right group of, of, uh, that right group of folks that can lend you a hand and help, uh, help you learn something about your vehicle. Absolutely. I, you know, that's, that's a really good point too. Uh, 
getting involved with with a club or or your your local group is one of the best things um the the club i'm involved with um in in the past we've had new new people come in and and say you know i, I want to put a lift on but the local guy quoted me twelve hundred dollars is that a lot and we would say hey bring it over on saturday with a case of beer and two pizzas and we have the tools and we'll stand behind you and tell you tell you everything you're doing wrong. <laughs> um, we've done many lifts that way. You know, of course, on the, the newer vehicles, the lifts are pretty easy to put on. They're pretty straightforward and, and things don't tend to be too rusty. Uh, of course, that's relative. You know, we're here in the Northeast where there's there's always going to be a little rust or rot involved. But. Uh, th- you'd be surprised at the amount of people who are willing to transfer knowledge just just to hang out and get to know you and 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 uh, you know uh, spend the afternoon. You end up making a lot of great friends. You end up learning a lot, and um, you know that that experience pool gets passed on, and then you'll pass it on to to somebody too, uh, and you'll save yourself twelve hundred bucks. I mean, there's that, um, but. In a lot of ways, you have more to benefit, you know, um, getting in there and getting dirty. It uh, <clears throat> it will definitely help you out in the long run. That, uh, again, just just my opinion, but uh, I'll uh, I'll quit harping on it. If uh, Rich, do you have anything else to add? No. Uh, well, uh, yes. Um, for the people who don't have the time and and do have the cash. To, to have someone do their work, that's great. In a lot of ways, we envy you. <laughs> we're, we're actually jealous. Um, but if you are that person, you know, please, at least, you know, if you already know how to do stuff and you're paying someone to do it because you don't have time, cool. Um, that's great. Um, but if you're paying someone else to do it and you don't know how to do the work, that's where you can get into trouble when you start pushing your vehicle to the limits and you you break something or have a failure and you don't know how to address it you could really get yourself in a bad situation and 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 these are the people you know I don't want to say we're being snobby we're not looking down on you we care about you and and we're concerned about you and we want to make make sure that you realize that this situation could happen and and you have the chance to you know avoid that and and you should take it at, at any opportunity it presents itself. I, I agree completely. And, uh, to, to the listeners, if, if, uh, if you think we're misguided on this or, or have an opinion, um, uh, be sure to, to let us know. Um, cause we, we don't want to, uh, I don't want to come across as a snob. So, uh, let us, let us know what you guys think and, and gals think. I know we've, We've got a lot of folks out there that have some some really well built trucks that that they did the work themselves and and we got I, I believe we've got a pretty pretty good mix of, of both sides of the uh, both sides of this coin so let us uh, let us know what you think the pros and cons are and and always remember everyone's welcome on our trail group whether it's built or bought we're not turning anybody away sure. Yeah, the, the, you know, I've said several times that the last thing that I want to do is give anybody the impression or, or you know, uh, do anything to to push any, anybody away from the hobby. So, uh, you know, whatever it uh, 
whatever it takes to get your truck how you want it by by all means you know uh, do it how you have to so or how you choose to yeah and and you know if someone if someone's talking down to you and saying oh your truck is 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 bought not built just tell them to blow it out their rear <laughs> yes <laughs> that's my advice <laughs> tell them to go pound sand <laughs> don't take that crap no no sense in that but it, it, is that that it from from your perspective rich yeah yeah this is a fun topic i enjoyed this all righty well hopefully we'll get some feedback on it maybe we can uh, just lightly touch on it down the road again oh i'm sure we'll get some feedback on <laughs> I, this i hope so i hope we do <laughs> and, from uh, both sides hope it's all good don't don't hate us you know we're we're trying but anyway to uh, anyway to to move along here if you're done we'll we'll move on to something else we're done all righty well rich you know we've got a a ton of feedback since the last time we we recorded maybe that's what we need to do is just take long breaks in between recording because that (laughs) that's that seems to be when when people reach out to us the most um what do you guys well they they need to catch up on 25 episodes a year right right well anyway uh (laughs) we we did get uh did get quite a bit of feedback. Um, one for sure that I, I want to uh, want to mention, um, mainly because it kind of slipped my mind and I forgot to uh, to email him back. But uh, Larry Gonzalez uh, contacted us through our website and let us know that uh, he listens to uh, the majority of his podcast through Stitcher.com and. Toyota Trucks and Trails is not on Stitcher. Larry, I got your got your email and appreciate it. We did we're not aware that it wasn't on Stitcher, I guess. Were you aware that we weren't on Stitcher, Rich? No, no. In fact, I'm not very familiar with Stitcher. Well, to uh to remedy the situation, we will be digging into that and uh do our best to we you know, we want to be as available available to uh to listeners as we can be and through whatever way is convenient for for you as a listener so larry thanks for for letting us know that we're not available on stitcher we will be doing whatever it takes to get that remedied and to any other listeners if you have a particular podcast app that that you like to uh that you like to utilize and we are not you find out that we're not available on that app um by all means feel free to uh to reach out to us like Larry did and let us know and we'll we'll do what we can to uh to get it remedied absolutely you know with uh android um there isn't really a central repository for podcasts um there's several central there's several repositories that claim to be the central (laughs) repository um but they're you know including uh, including google itself who keeps saying that they're going to offer podcasts but um it still has not been you know after nearly uh, a year of them uh launching their podcast platform um still not all podcasts are available so 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, with with the iTunes, you know, Apple, iPhone, iPad stuff, iOS, um, you know, it's it's all funneled through through iTunes. So it's real easy to find podcasts for Android people. I think one of the most common things I hear is, well, how do I you know, how do I find you? You know, people aren't really sure what to do. And, and, and that's a huge weakness with, with the Android platform. And, and I'm an Android user. I'm not, not, uh, um, singling one out, but, um, so you Android users who have a favorite podcast app, if we're not on it, let us know. I mean, for us, it's just pushing a few buttons and we're in. So we just need to know about them. Um, we've we've done our best to get on the most popular ones that we know of, um, but there, there's, gosh, I, I I think, you know, over a dozen um, podcast services for Android, and you know, we're not going to just jump in with everyone blindly because if it's if it's some of those services aren't, uh, they're not on the level. We'll just leave it at that and they're going to throw ads at you and things like that and we don't really want to uh, jump into anything without knowing what we're accidentally supporting right right we have to <clears throat> pardon me we have to kind of watch our back too um i know some of them once they uh once they get your content um some of these apps once they get your content they believe they own your content and can use it however uh however they see fit so right we uh, right. we have to you know as as producers producers of the show um we have to be kind of cognizant of that as well but um uh, i believe stitcher is on the up and up um and like i said larry we will uh we will be getting into this just as as quick as we can to uh to try to get this remedied and, and uh, see if we can't make ourselves available there too so, and and thanks for letting us know Larry. absolutely absolutely and and like we said to any anybody else if you got a if you've got a favorite app that uh, that you like to use and you're not finding us there by all means uh, reach out to us and let us know so we can get it uh, get it researched a little bit and and if possible you know uh, get ourselves on there all right all righty what was the next We've got some other feedback, but to be honest with you, Rich, um, some of this feedback I, I believe is going to uh, to turn into to interviews, uh, possibly. I'm, I'm working on a couple of those, and some of them are going to uh, to work into what uh, what should be our next segment, which is community feedback. And I've been kind of focusing on on those things, trying to get them get them worked around where we can can get somebody. Uh, some of these folks on to uh, to do a community feedback with us, and I, I don't have anything this week. Um, do you have anything that that uh, right off the top of your head that you want to mention? Because I I don't. No things things have been pretty quiet on on my end. I think uh, everyone who's not freezing um, is is busy, um, you know, <clears throat> keeping up with uh, winter mods and uh, anxiously awaiting tax return season to. You know, and and I know uh, uh, we're we're going to have to have a, a a tax return special where everyone can tell us about uh, what they're what they're spending their tax return on because you know it's going to be on their vehicle. <laughs> Absolutely, that way I get to live vicariously through somebody else. So <laughs> that's right. All righty. Well, if that's it for you, Rich, we'll go ahead and and uh, kind of wrap things up here and and. Uh, 
let the listeners go. I, I meant to say this earlier and, and just, uh, it just hit me that I, I didn't do it. So I'm going to, going to throw it in now, but Rich had made a couple of posts while I was, uh, kind of out of pocket there and, and, uh, trying to recover a little bit. He had made a few posts on, on Facebook and that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to say, uh, say thank you to all the listeners that responded to that and, and all the well wishes and that kind of stuff. It meant a lot. Uh, I suppose I could have went on Facebook and, and, you know, actually typed out a thank you or whatever, but, uh, hopefully this will sur- suffice anyway. I, I appreciate it folks. Thank you. Anyway, folks, uh, in wrapping up here, um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can do so through our website. Uh, like our, our feedback this episode from, from Larry came directly from our website. Uh, you can leave us a message there. You can contact us or follow us on Facebook at Facebook slash TTAT podcast. We are on Instagram at Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast. Uh we also have a YouTube channel that we still don't have anything on because um, Rich and I have been completely preoccupied with things that we find more important than posting videos on YouTube. But we uh, we have it there, that, and, and we will start that, utilizing it eventually. So, uh, Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> pro- probably so. Probably but so. But not, not for our fans. But uh, stay tuned. We are, we are going to... Uh, we are going to start utilizing that. And sorry about that, folks. If I just made you go deaf, I banged my mic. So... I, I apologize. Um, be sure and uh, be sure and check out our sponsor, Southeast Overland. We mentioned them earlier. Just uh, let those guys know you appreciate what they uh, what they do for the show at the very least. Um, we still have uh, still have quite a few stickers available. Um, we still have quite a few patches available. I am getting a little slim on sizes for for shirts. But uh, if you're interested, um, we uh, we do have a store on the website that is is seems to be functioning as it should. So uh, if you're interested, just uh, head to ToyotaTrucksAndTrails.com and check that out. Um, Rich, do you have anything else? No, I I just wanted to uh, throw out one more thank you to all the listeners and and everyone who's. Uh, supported and encouraged us over the last year. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's it's, uh, it's definitely helped keep us going. Absolutely, we uh, we thoroughly enjoyed um, the uh, the first year of the podcast, and we're looking forward to uh, to this coming year. So, thank thank you all very much. Is that it, Rich? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, I you know I didn't want to beat it to death. And, you know. We we always seem to, to to come down to these weird endings, like we we don't know how to end the show. <laughs> we just enjoy doing it so much for you listeners that it's just hard for us to to bring it to a close. Yeah, or at least that's the story that I'm sticking to. <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for checking us out. Uh, we will be back on a, a regular recording schedule. Um, we've, we've missed all the time that we're going to miss for a while. So look for, uh, look for another episode in a couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for listening. And however you go about it, get out and enjoy your Toyota.
you waiting for me to say something? I'm waiting for you to say something. Oh, uh, sorry. I no. I someone sent me a. You're gonna have to edit this out. I I was distracted for a moment there while you were talking, and I sort of lost lost it. All right. Uh, what what were we talking about? Never mind. We'll edit that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Oh, you're fine. I, I it happens to me too. So, no worries. Brain fart. Um